When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to season two of Stretch Marks with Sinead O'Moore and me, Caroline Foran. We are so happy to have you back with us and we have a lot to discuss. First up, we are unpacking the career stretch and it's a biggie. This episode is kindly supported by DropChef, the Irish company delivering healthy, nutritious food straight to your door. We've tried it, we love it, and we have a dedicated discount code for you. So keep listening. So we are back. This time I'm joined by Phoebe from Friends when she had a cold. Hello, everybody. Sexy, sexy. I have got my sexy phlegm on. I'm a bit jealous, to be honest. Do I sound good? Could I do like voiceover like this? You absolutely could do a few ads for Aldi and the likes. For Aldi? No, not with sexy phlegm. I'm talking about like, you know. The things they do on 2FM with the, what's that thing that Jennifer Zamparelli's always giving away? The sex show. Yeah, the sex shop, isn't it? Or like five star luxury. I could do the M&S ads. Yeah, or the Dunn's ones. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> Kick a girl when she's down. I'm the new, I'm like the, the Nigella of the mom world with this voice. Thank you very much right now. You are. I mean, Do you want a chocolate brownie covered in all kinds of M&S deliciousness? I mean, I think you should do most of the talking for this episode. As do I. However, we have two to record today. <laughs> So if you're going to listen to both of them over the next few weeks, you'll know which ones we recorded at the same time because it'll be the ones where I have no voice. But this is an important one and one that came up a lot when we asked our community what kind of topics are most relevant to you and where are you feeling the stretch, the big stretch? I mean, we're really feeling stretch in every direction, in every which way. But today we're talking about the career stretch. Which was my like big stretch. If yeah. you if you listened to our intro get to know us episode, my we've, stretch we've moved beyond the perineum at this stage. The yeah. cervix, <laughs> <laughs> baby is out. Everything was going well, and then you realise that you also had to make a living. Yes, and raise babies at the same time. Uh, so yeah, it's one that is very close to my heart, um, and I think it is one of the biggest conversations and issues and talk points. Uh, for modern Irish mothers who are just trying to literally follow their career paths and raise their children without losing their minds. It's the one stretch that I think is the most difficult to 
solve. I mean, I just think it's it's not something you and I can solve in this conversation. We can. I think you'll find. <laughs> we can certainly unpack it. Give um, me a go. But it is. It's such a hard one, and we're going to get into it. But um, you were invited, uh, representing stretch marks, onto mm-hmm. Pat Kenny's show on News Talk to talk about um, the very real issues that that are affecting mothers the in the real issues. The real, we're here to talk about the hard news, the hard hitting mm-hmm. news with Pat Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very sound to you. We're say. very serious we are journalists. Very serious. We have our finger on the pulse. You were invited on, so tell us about that. What was? Yeah. So we you cancelled on me for recording. I did, yeah. I did. I was I'm like, sorry. What is more important? Uh, well, I was trying to save the earth, Caroline. <laughs> so, uh, okay, what happened was there was a piece of research done by a group called the Iona Institute, mm-hmm. which some people may or may not know. Uh, if you don't know them, they are a body that uh, are very interested in maintaining our kind of Catholic family values. Mm-hmm. Let's say that. Nice. Hmm. So, they did a piece of research uh, through uh, Amorok, which is a research body, and they were interested in finding out the responses to the question of where people prefer to, or how people prefer to take care of their children. The result came back that actually only one in five people from this survey, nationally representative, nationally representative means they can be from 18 to 85 or older actually, but a whole spectrum, and they said only one in five want to put their children into crash. Why would they be asking eighty-year-olds? Full. They don't. They don't get to control who gets asked. So it gets like put into this big pile. Okay, but so obviously immediately it's going to be skewed from generations of people who completely never worked or didn't have the desire or like they just didn't have the infrastructure or to are work. not in it right now. That's, That's feeling it right now. You know, yeah, and so. the way that we work now and the demands and the expectations, it's it's our cohort that are the mm. most relevant now. Impacts us. The ones who are doing it. Exactly. So one in five only want to put their children into childcare and therefore the government should not be proceeding with their intentions to fix our childcare crisis, but actually to support people who want to do it a different way. And the different way that was most highly represented in this survey was to stay at home with their kids. Mm-hmm. Now, firstly, I think that staying at home with your children is the most incredible, hardest thing you can ever possibly do. And you absolutely should be financially supported to a degree to do so within the, you know, within how much we can all afford. Absolutely. So there was no argument from me on that. Um, but anyway, News Talk got this piece of research and they said, OK, interesting. I wonder how the Maz feel. <laughs> Who would be good to talk about that? So they reached out and I said, I looked at the research and I was like, "Mm -hmm." so I could come on and I could kind of, you know, give my opinion, but I'd rather give the opinion of 2000 of our listeners. Which is what underpins the whole concept of stretch marks now. Exactly. It's not just us shiting on. No. Well, there's a bit of that. So (laughs) I had very short notice, but I was like, ladies. Assemble. Assemble. Maz, assemble. <laughs> Meet you on the hill. <laughs> I'll bring Prosecco. Uh, and I, I asked a couple of questions. Well, what I thought would be a couple of questions, but you may have noticed from if I'm running the surveys, a couple of questions becomes like, and this, and this. I forgot this. And this. this. Um, and oh my Lord, like, I don't know how Instagram didn't ring me to say that my account was hacked because of the amount of uh, stuff going on. It was just going mental. I looked at the responses 
And it told a very different story. Okay. I love that. It told a very different story and it told a wider story, okay? Because if I was asked a direct question, do like of the choices that was offered in the Ionis survey, like I don't want to put my child into full-time creche all day long, but they never ask the intention. They never ask the motivation for that. They, like my my reasoning might be because I can't afford it. Yeah. Not because I don't want to do it. The, yeah, the implication is that you just want to get rid of them. Exactly. As opposed to like prioritizing your family time but it's it's a necessity for a lot of people it's a necessity for a lot of people and until this country here we go until (laughs) until we have access to adequate family housing that can be affordable on one average salary i'm not talking about the 250 k's of the world i'm talking about afford on one average salary we need to fix the childcare crisis do we know what the average salary is in ireland Really low. It's like 40. Yeah, average. it's like 40 to 50 grand. Like, Yeah, that wouldn't get you very it's far never, for, a, for a whole household. It's never going to happen. So even if, even if in this utopian world, our preference was to stay at home with our children full time, <laughs> bearing in mind, I did ask the question. And even if that happened, people still want <laughs> childcare. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even if money wasn't an issue. Need a little break. They still, because we need a break. We need a break. So where this community we're at was one, which is shut up because it's not, it's not, the question isn't on the table. We need two salaries to function. We need two salaries to pay for the fact that we have a family home. Those that even can get into mortgages need to, to to represent the fact there is two salaries. Mm -hmm. And those that are trapped in the rental crisis, how are they going to get into that? So it's like, right, well, that's a whole thing that needs to be fixed. The other thing then is that women actually want balance. They actually want some time at home. The system of the five-day working week, Monday to Friday, nine to six, is built for a man's world. And I say a man's world, okay, I should say one person in work and one person at home, but historically we know that was a man's world. Yeah. So that needs to like, evolve with the fact that so what we did was we went hey women you can have it all you're allowed to go to Lean work in. now yay you have careers and you can you can compete against men we're not going to pay you the same but you can <laughs> compete against men and you can work just as hard and still have the babies and still be responsible for all of the stuff that comes with the fact that you also gave birth to them and are now feeding them and can't, don't have any sleep and, and you, you got to also... tap out for like a good year of maternity leave oh. and then pick up where you oh, left off oh but you come back in yeah. you come back in and you you reprove yourself mm-hmm. you reprove yourself so that, that this this child didn't take anything from you and you work twice as hard to be taken half as seriously as a man and we still don't pay you <laughs> and... where is our are we sitting on a soapbox Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So you can see why you got a bit hot under the collar about it. It was you actually, no, sorry, you were very calm. I mean, you're hot under the collar about it now because I think you have the freedom now to be like, this is how I really feel. You were very composed on the radio. I was very composed on the well, radio. I mean, well, Pat was like, you know, like being called to the principal's office. Do you know what I mean? You're on your best behavior. He terrifies me to this day. He's a very intimidating human, but like in a respected way. Like I, yeah. you know, he's a, he's a, he's a massive in our media world. Yeah. In terms of like the legacy and career he's had. But yeah, when you're called to the principal's office to like, you know. You do your homework. I did my homework. Did my homework. Uh, he was very impressed that I had done my And homework. you printed it off and I everything. printed it. And you like, put it in Typed up my notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
little swat. <laughs> Teacher's pet. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't want to come into this and, no, be, no. and be the girl feeling like. Uh, That's uh, what I would have done, and he would have eaten uh, me under the table. Oh my can God. we please have choice? <laughs> so, um, thank you is what I wanted to say to everyone that did participate. There was 2,000 by the time when I was in the studio I think it was 1,700 by the, by the time like it had gone full 24 hours on the story it was 2,000 responses like for each question. Wow. Not in total. So, so 2,000 people. So this people. is really um, like striking an accord with, with a lot of people. Then. Huge. It's a massive, massive, massive stretch. You're bringing in guilt. Yeah. You are bringing in relationship, equality, like financial stretch, time stretch. The idea that just because I'm away from my kids in work, I'm not still also mentally managing the juggle of where are they supposed to be and what time is the pickup and where are they going then? And then how am I supposed to bring them to dancing and to swimming and to football and still be at that board meeting at four? Do you think we live in a world where all those questions you just asked are running around the head of the, the male counterpart? No. Mm-hmm. And I know this because I asked that question to the wonderful people who took part in the survey. And they said that 70% share the juggle. Okay. So like the physical aspects of like getting Get them dressed the in the morning yeah. and the breakfast and, you know, the lunch and whatever. So 70% share, but that she mentally coordinates it all. Mm-hmm. So she is like CEO or uh, like director of operations in the home. And she has, you know, she delegates out, right, you're doing this. So that's 70%. 27%. Not only is she thinking about it, she's also doing all of it. Mm. 3%, they share it and the partner coordinates. Okay, so the partner is mentally figuring all of this out and carrying the load. 1%. One. And like, it's probably a slip of a thumb. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, pressed the wrong one. How many responses, of, like, how many messages do we get with that? One percent, the juggle is my partner's. Okay, so when you ask that question, yeah, one percent. And do you know the percentage or the, the stats around, like, was that, was that a majority, like, heteronormative relationship? I didn't ask that. Okay. I didn't ask that. Um, It'd I be interesting have. to know if the one percent... Yeah. Are they in same sex or? Yeah. So we've existed in a man's world in work. We've existed in a mom's world at home. Mm. She knows where shit goes. Mom, have you seen my? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like most of my brain is inventory of where my children's stuff is. <laughs> okay. But now women on force and rightfully and have excelled at pushing into the man's world and tr- like and it was a like an uphill push yeah but has there been the same degree of stepping up in the ma- in the woman's world like has have the men come fully forward enough no like i have a and this is I, I really do not want to get into sort of any any bash zones but men are bastards. No, I <laughs> when I feel like I'm carrying it all. Yeah. It's because I'm carrying it all. I I assume other people are thinking the way I think and they don't. I think we have forgotten that motherhood does rewire us. Like 
we are infinitely changed. We are infinitely upgraded from the point of like having this child and figuring out this child and six months or more of constant day to day mat leave solely with this child, keeping this child alive. Like there's there's hours that assuming partner is in work, they will never get that we get. And we learn loads in that. And I kind of forgot that he sometimes needs some training. He needs some professional training in the home. Yeah, I mean, it's you can probably look at that both ways in that, like, for us anyway, Barry was the one who had the grown-up job, like the kind of nine-to-five thing. And he's like, well, I would happily stay at home, but we depended more on his salary. And, like, I had more flexible work. So... In a way, we ended up falling into the pattern mm-hmm. because it worked for us. But he's like, I don't want it to seem like I'm just, you know. So if the, if the childminder calls in sick, it falls to me. It It's always, you know, up to me to like figure that out. And I guess it's just the way it's evolved and it works for us. But it's also unfortunate that it's that way. But I also, I enable it to be that way as well. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, if I were to articulate... And, I'm, and I know, like, from speaking to loads of women, like, we can often feel like, why am I the one who's, like, mother-whelmed, you know, with figuring all this out? And every conversation that I seem to have with either my partner or that other people have with theirs, it's like, if they're, if they're, if they're you know, connected with a sound, supportive human being, like, there are plenty of dicks out there too, don't get me wrong. But, like, if your partner is genuinely, like, you know... In it with you. In it with me. The response is often, I will do anything you want, but please tell, tell me. me what it please is. Please tell me what it is. Yeah. So that's still not helping the mental load, really. And that's that's where the fatigue sets in, I think, a lot. It's not just the, like, oh, I did the washing. It's like, I'm. there's a system constantly running yeah. in the brain of, yeah. you know, like, the, the spreadsheet of your life. That. But do we need to le- loosen the grip? I think so. I, I do. I think... I need to certainly let go of some control. Like if I was to go away versus Barry going away, like the questions I ask him versus, or the prep in advance that I do versus him is like, I need to just walk out the door and be like, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And he needs to learn. And he be- will. Because he hasn't had the chance and that's not his fault either, exactly. you know? Like, um, so there's definitely, you, you like I think we've been, we know that we have the control. It's kind of up to us, but we also won't let that go. No. So that's what I mean. Like, I I definitely know I cling to it and then I get overwhelmed by it and then I complain about it. Do you think part of that clinging to that is a need to, given in the kind of world that we live in, that tends to say that, you know, you know, the way we say, like, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom or something, the word Mm. just, or it's diminished, the the, the role and the weight of the, the mother at home typically is diminished in, in the way we talk in society so or has not been respected. so not respected that we latch onto that control as a way to justify and make us feel like well look how much I am in control of that's that's our power that that's our job and that's our job and if we did hand that over then like we feel like oh, what are we doing I I'm hypothesizing yeah and you might and for a lot of women that might be the case like the you want to be Some grounded sort of subconscious thing yeah yeah you want to be grounded like certainly I want to be grounded in purpose you know like I remember one of the biggest issues that I had from my first mat leave was going from a world that was you know really interesting and high paced and collaborative and creative and like a team around you and you would get consensus ah you would get consensus around decision making and you'd all feel like, yeah, we're on this together. Woo woo. 
And then I was at home with my baby and I was like, oh, just me making the decisions and I don't have anyone to like have a quarterly report with. <laughs> and is anyone going to give me a review? Is anyone going to tell me? Can I can I sign into my analytics and say, <laughs> oh, good day. We got yeah. X, Y and Z. Because you have nothing to show for the I end of the day. nothing to show for it. Apart from the fact that the baby is still alive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So partner comes home and I'm just like, well, um, so we went to the park and yeah. I got my 10,000 steps in <laughs> and I've made dinner. Um, I d- I'm really sorry I didn't get time to empty the dishwasher though. And he's like, I don't care. Like, did, did you have a nice day? But I've had this like unending sense of unease around, but am I contributing to like mm. our ecosystem in the way that I used to because it's like yeah but I used to drop thousands into our home account and that was my like hey I showed up for us this month I know and then it became like it's taken years to figure out oh yeah actually making not just keeping them alive but making like happy like well-rounded supported little people I think that's important too I think our generation is special in that like ones that went before the primary role was you know caregiver mother in the home and then we all started getting educated and having all these ambitions and it was like very you know girls can and women can have you know the same ambitions but we still have to tap out if we're going to have babies at some point temporarily so it's a big conflict of yes we can do anything but no we can't do everything because and, and we shouldn't have to not we shouldn't have to forego one or the other but but the reality is something's got to give so how has it been for you like you said it was your biggest stretch Mm. you decided not to go back to full-time employment after juju Mm -hmm. what has been so tricky for you so after my first I did the classic like return from mat leave experience um so the most traumatic heartbreaking day of your life is handing your baby into crash. Like the tears flowed and yet it was a very rational supported decision. Like absolutely what I wanted fully. Logically yes but emotionally difficult. It's still so difficult and I think that's where the conversation I think that's where like these sort of like, like headline polls they're not exploring the fact that actually as mothers we live in this massive duality we live in this massive, like, chaotic like, clash of what it is that I need and want and how I feel. Yeah. Always. So I needed to step back into who I was in a professional capacity. I wanted to do that. I needed to bring a second income back to my family uh, for the long term. Like, we signed up to a two-person mortgage... That's not going away. But I also wanted desperately, like the feeling of being separated from her was really liberating, exciting and so terrifying. Mm. Like every day I would be like desperate to get on that train, to get to work, to get to do something for me, to get peace to get to like, it sounds like so cliched, but like to sit down and finish a sentence with a cup of coffee and not be interrupted. Yeah. But the but then there'd become a point in the day and I would just be desperate to get back on that train and get home. Now, when I went back to work, I was an hour of a train journey away from where she was. And I found that really stressful because, um, well, Irish Rail, <laughs> they're great and all. 
Okay. Stretch marks but, brought to you by yeah. Irish <laughs> if, I, if anything occurred, I can't get back. Yeah. I can't get back. So that would really like, I would, I'd be like, like reviewing Twitter constantly and if there was any whiff of there was a crash on the lo-, I was like I'm out of here I'm gone see you later uh, now work were very supportive when I was returning um, and I went back on what really was a was a structure that supported me so I went back on a four day working week one of those days was at home so three days I had to make that commute mm-hmm one of those days I was completely in mam mode but of course that never occurs you're always still on um so that was a learning curve and then one day she was with my parents so if again going back to the Iona Institute that's actually you know they were like well some people want this some people want it yeah yes I wanted them to have that split now the reason that we had one day with my grandparents with her grandparents is I had her three days in creche. To go to four days, you have to pay five. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, what do we do with that day? Yeah. And it was great that you had access to your grandparents for that one day. Exactly. But it would be a huge ask for them to do more than that, I think. And they you were, said this on the radio. like They were exhausted. Yeah. Exhausted. They've they done it. it. They've been there. They love it. They love having the time. But like, I certainly wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to ask that of, of my parents like five days a week. But no way. No, I wouldn't. I like. I personally wouldn't have the energy. No, like, <laughs> I want to go to work for a break. <laughs> but I want to go to work. Like, so there was loads of stuff. There was loads of stuff. I I wanted to go to work because, you know, what was the point of the whole career up until this exactly. point? Exactly. But did I want to work as exclusively as I did before I transitioned into this amazing new role of motherhood? No. You want a hybrid. Well, I have a theory about lockdown and I think it's like globally for the first time, both genders went on mat leave. Yeah. They were sent home from the office and they had to exist in their homes. And they came out of it being like, oh, I want different things. Yeah. The amount of women that start businesses on mat leave or change career paths or have the time to reflect and say, what is it that actually makes me happy within the confines of what it is that I have to earn? As awful as it was, it brought everyone's, most people's values into sharp focus. And mm. that has directed most people's actions since then. Um, but I think women have been needing this and knowing this for a long time before COVID. So maybe... The rest of the world has just caught up a little bit. The rest bit. were caught up and then they called it this big thing. Yeah, it's we're like, like, hello. No, we've been doing it for <laughs> years. We all come back. and then, But then but then it's seen as weak. It used to be seen as, oh, she's changed. She just doesn't have the same drive. Mm-hmm. She's just not as committed to the career path anymore. Therefore, I'm going to skip her for any kind of promotional opportunities whatsoever. And slowly but surely, I'm going to diminish her career to the point that she just resigns. Because what's the point in her being here anyway? Hurrah. Oh. So then the pandemic comes along and every, like, you know, everyone now is being like, yeah, yeah you, we want to work get less. that blend. Yeah. You do this. Well done you. You know, it's just a, a different perspective that it's a, you're allowed to want to be both. We've, we've been given the gift of seven days. And in those seven days, there are 24 hours with which you can be a blend of everything you need to be. So break up the structure, break up the system, break up that you are fully in and you are striving to be CEO or you get the fuck out of here because you're useless to us. Even within that juggle, though, as we both know, 
like we both have a very kind of flexible hybrid style of working now. I have been working for myself for years. It's not like there's no perfect scenario because even within that, when you work for yourself or when you're flexible and you're at home, you're kind of always on and kind of always in mom mode. And you're kind of never when you're when you're in mom mode, you're never fully off work mode. And especially working for yourself it's it's really hard i i don't i don't know of anyone who has the blend with clear boundaries mm. and it's working for them because i always feel like i'm lacking or pulling in one or the other um but this is the thing i think to move into that hybrid structure like there's there's a downside to absolutely everything like yeah. we can't have like there is no having it all okay no. so when I fully understand what you're saying in that hybrid world. Like I have no boundaries. Now I don't, I think anyone who worked with me in a professional capacity would also agree that I had no boundaries then either. So I think it's certainly an individual, mm-hmm. it's it's your rule book. You have to be the one who says, no, no, I am now finished. These are my hours. I will not look at those emails until a certain time in the future and just be really disciplined. Yeah. But it's this feeling of like, yeah, but what What if there's, what if I had to respond to somebody and what if, blah, 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 blah. I, and it's noise in our heads. But I also think I have identified that noise in my head to be, if I am in mom mode at home, there's still that professional angel and devil on my shoulder that's like, you need to work harder. Yeah. But then if you are in professional mode, like for me anyway, Kaylin is minded in the home in the mornings. Um, I'm up on the top floor. I'm as far away as I can be to like, Mitigate. In her castle. <laughs> the noise. The I'm, on, I'm in the, the far <laughs> in west, the west wing. wing. <laughs> um, and still, like if anything happens, I get so easily pulled out of work mode. So, yeah. and, and I sometimes I'm like, I need to just get my laptop and go to a cafe where, you know, so if something happens, yeah. someone else has to figure it out. Um, so it is, it's true. It, I think maybe we can be stricter on ourselves when we're, when we're with our kids to be like, no, I'm in mom mode now because they're there like asking for your attention and, you know, yeah. it's 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 right in front of you. Whereas in work mode, for me anyway, I can just slip right back into mom mode and be like, oh, I've done nothing for the day mm. that I've had childcare for. I have nothing to show for it. I'm, that's where I, that's where I struggle with it, I think. But I, you've deadlines. So I suppose it's about, yeah working towards them I mean that theory of like everything will take as long as it takes if you give yourself enough time yeah so if you have a week to do something it'll take the week to do it if I you have an hour yeah. to do something I need I need a fire up my hole to get things done for sure okay let's talk about that mm, next time how <laughs> to to bring discipline into Caroline's work career um, uh, accountability like is cert- something that I think is for me anyway this is a whole other conversation but is is and your child holds you accountable on that, in that part of your life because they're mm. like, hey, I need to be fed. Let's play with me. And then it's hard to be accountable in, in two different directions, I think. And then so you need a boss. I need a boss. No, God, no, <laughs> no, no. When you're at your busiest, when everything feels like a lot, when you're running on empty, yet the to do list grows ever longer, it's time to take something off your plate with Dropchef. Knowing that there is delivery of nutritional dinners arriving each week is like a little gift from me to me. I select my dishes and then I have every ingredient I need delivered to my door with a simple recipe card. Each meal is designed to take 30 minutes using only fresh, local and seasonal produce. I've been using it for the last few weeks and it's not only saved me from the dreaded toddler trolley shop, 
but it has meant that I refuel on more than just rejected toast crust. So you know the way we all say it takes a village? Yeah, well, Drop Chef is now part of mine and it can be part of yours too. Use our discount code, stretchmarks30, for 30% off your first two orders at dropchef.com. Because people arriving at your door with food should continue long after newborn. So when you're sitting down to your delicious vegetable pad thai or honey and lime chicken with coconut rice, after using Stretchmarks30, we'd love you to tag us on Instagram. Let's take advantage of all the help we can get. So what does the blend look like? What does what do you think is there a utopian thing that we we would all be happy with or collect? No, because no. we're not robots. Yeah. There's no uto- there's no like there's no collective this will work for me and it'll work for you. We, and I know and and look, trust me. I have been a team like I've been a leader within businesses where we have to like, you know, there's deadlines and there's plans and we need to know where people are going to be and the fact that this person only works two hours on a Monday and seven hours and like it's a logistical nightmare but broadly speaking what we need is the workforce to wake up to continuing this sense of flexibility because all we're hearing is like post-COVID there's like real constraints it was all very friendly there for a little while but now it's all like eh, Let's just go back to 2019, please. Thank yeah. you very much. I actually just heard that on the radio on the way in here where Apple have just decided um, like yesterday that they it's across the entire world that their staff have to be back in the office three days a week and for yeah. everyone it's two days that are the same and one day that they can pick. And like for one of the most progressive tech companies in the world to like who they're the ones who've taught us how we can do it. They're missing the collaborative aspect of it. They Their work and what they create thrives on like people interacting yeah. um, and if they're dialing it back I don't know how long we're going to be seeing this but also people do need people yeah like you can't like I so like I, I'm like a rainbow on this right I have loads of like yeah, layers layers okay I think that we need collaboration and the best form of collaboration occurs when actual humans are in connection to mm-hmm. each other Um, that doesn't have to happen every single hour of every day of every week but it's a real it changed like like this we decided to book a studio today instead of doing it remotely because something occurs when you actually magic sit down it's magic (laughs) when you actually sit down and you like you connect with people it's really 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 important Mm. but it doesn't have to be full time all day every single day Mm -hmm. when you enter parenting and parenthood or whatever we're calling it um, what we need to say is like you can without judgment and we're going to have a whole judgment episode without judgment be like this isn't as important to me in my full seven days as it used to I now have other responsibilities that make me a better employee that make me a better human that give me a different perspective we shouldn't have to shy away and pretend as though we're not mothers in work you know like or, or fathers in the way that, you know, if the school rings and you have to like lie and be like, oh, I have to go to a meeting. Like, why can't we stand up? Be like, I have responsibilities beyond the confines of this place. However, if there's mutual respect for who I am and what you need, then we will go further together. 
But where you break that down, there just becomes this like culture of, well, fuck them. And I'm not going to work an extra hour. And how dare they bring me into this? And as soon as I can, I'm going to leave. We like we have a housing crisis. We have a childcare crisis. But employers have a talent crisis. Mm. The talent is fleeing the scene. And they are finding things that work for them in line with their values, as you said, post pandemic. And that is now like a thing that like people write about. But that is also what Matt Leave was. Yeah. That's what Matt Leave did. You you ended it going, oh, I need to find something else that is in line with my values because my values have completely transformed over the last few months. And now I need to feel like I can be a connected parent. But also I want to for my brain, for my career trajectory, for the fact that like women's pensions in comparison to men's pensions right now. I get pension anxiety. Like we're, if we tap out, there's all these conversations around like, oh, the gender pay gap and quotas being on boards. You can't get to the board level in your 50s if you're forced out in your 30s. Mm. But like, roll back, lads. Let's look at where the pain point is. Yeah, Let's facilitate through these rocky years because it's just a few really, really, really pain point stretched years. And if we can just respect our talent and move through that, then actually we can all go back to where we need to be. So what does that look like in, say, you're a small to medium sized company? And your staff are majority women and they're all hitting their 30s at the same time. They're all having babies at the same time. What does that support look like to you from the employer side? Respected conversations, uh, not like releasing the releasing that guilt and shame over, hey, crash rang, I have to be at home today. Not feeling like I'm ringing in as though like I'm on the Mitch. Yeah. Do you know, like... And then, oh, like what we do is we overserve. We overserve then to be like, I'm still really diligent and I'm doing everything I need to be, but I'm also burning out secretly. And eventually I'm going to quit because this is completely unsustainable and I am broken. So it's the, it's the, it's on both sides. Like it's the employer and the employee in any given situation where the, the employer needs to have the confidence to be able to say, I have to go attend to this thing now. This is my priority. I'll be back on tomorrow and have confidence in mm, the duality trust. of their roles. Trust, 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 trust. Uh, but the, so like the employer could well be like, listen, go, it's okay. And the employ- like you as the employee could still be like, I'm going to sit at the laptop till 12 o'clock because I feel like I need to prove myself. It needs to happen on both sides, you know. Output and deliveries over time. Mm-hmm. I I have changed my way of working to be that way since I went self-employed and for the first few months I was like oh my god I'm not sitting at my desk eight hours a day like I'm what am mm. I doing I'm doing nothing and I was like actually what am I trying to prove by doing that mm. and and it was like well I have these X number of things to do I can sit for eight hours yeah like <laughs> when I get them done my work is done yeah and it's that's such a shift mentally away from the way we've all been brought up but also your work can be done at the point that you have earned what your family needs exactly your work doesn't have to be 40, 50, 60, 70 hours. Your work can finish when you say, well, that's actually all I need to bring in for our family system to be supported. So therefore, what what does work look like? I think we have this like, oh, but I have to take a step back. It's like you're not taking a step back. You aren't being courageous enough to actually shift and change and evolve what it is that your like whole system needs. And if your whole system doesn't need 70 grand it only needs 35 
Then brilliant. Yeah. Take the 35k job. I that's something that I did when I when I first when we had Kaylin and when I first went freelance it was like what do I need to bring in to just cover my bases and that's the priority and then the rest I have to take into account with my mental health, my lifestyle, how I want to live, how I want to spend my days, my values. I have been talking with this a lot in therapy lately where I've been had this conflict between feeling like because of the way I work, which is more output based, like you said, and, you know, it could be an intense couple of weeks and then a very quiet couple of weeks or like, you know, a heavy morning and then nothing or like a really quiet day. And I'm like, oh, my God, all the people like my friends are, you know, working so hard. Maybe there's such badge of honor around like, oh, she was at the laptop till 11. Wow, well done. You really deserve blah, 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 blah. Like we it's we celebrate it so much that I can't help but feel like I could be doing more. I'm not doing enough. But at the same time, I'm doing what I need to do to keep our system going in line with, you know, with Barry as well as a family so that I can, I have time then in the afternoon. So Caitlin has his mind during the morning and I'm with him every afternoon. And it's like, I actually have kind of achieved the blend that I was striving for. And then I make myself feel bad about it because I'm, I think I should be doing more, doing more in every aspect. Mm. Um, So I'm trying to work through that at the moment where it's like, the way I work has changed. The way I'm doing it is actually what I wanted, but I feel like I'm not good enough. But that's because we've been programmed to always feel like we're not good enough. Yeah. So we keep overdoing. Yeah. You know, we we overmother. We like you know the, yeah. the the. Can I cut your apple into the very perfect way that you want it? <laughs> like we overdo in many aspects of our world because there is a deep, deep, deep calling inside us that says we somebody might figure out that actually we're not good enough Mm. yeah do you want to go through the research um, sure the stats I think also on the judgment piece there was a huge calling from this survey that said that if you chose to be the stay at home parent there was massive judgment as though there's this feeling on that whole I should be doing more peace that you should have to go to work yeah and that if you choose to be at home that somehow there's like a secret millionaire somewhere yeah. in the attic <laughs> and that actually for many women it's just they are deciding to do what works for their souls and they're making massive sacrifices yeah. to make it happen and then they're going around feeling like oh god everyone is judging me for the fact that I'm not back in this strive world Yeah. so like just release the judgment guys and actually just respect that everyone is figuring it out and everyone is doing what they think is the right thing for their little system Mm-hmm. You only have your family, so just figure out what you need. So from the survey, as a parent, do you want to work full-time, 18%, part-time, 61%. Only 11% said, no, but I have to. And only 11% no, I want to be with my kids. So the so overall, 61% and 18%, what's that, like 79? So 79% of the responses said that they actually did want some form of work in their lives. So it's very different to what the Iona Institute came back with. Well, because all they asked was, do you want to put your child into childcare? Okay. They didn't ask, do we want to work? So, 69, so 79%, yes, they do want some kind of work, but it's part-time. 61% want part-time work. If you want to work, what is your preferred structure? So 50% want a three-day week, 32% want a four-day week. Okay, so the vast majority want to be in the three to four-day week, which we know isn't overly accessible Yes. in the typical career world. 
Since becoming a parent, have you considered resigning because the juggle is too much? And this is this is the one that, you know, the powers that be in employment land need to listen to because 65% said yes. So even and they're going to hemorrhage all their talent. All the talent is going to go. And it's all going to go because they still want to work, but they don't want to work five days. Let me look at that. 3%. 3% said that they wanted to work full time Monday to Friday, 40 hour week. Three. Mm. So if only 3% of your talent that you have like, that have gone through college and all the way up and are like mid-management level, doing really well, leading teams, and 3% of them are like, you know, sorry, 97% of them are kind of going like, oh shit, I don't want to do this anymore. You've got a problem. You've got a problem. So maybe just, mm, I don't know, go flexible. Magic wand, what do you need most? 65% flexible work options that fit for my modern family. I think on that note, what's probably really hard in fairness to employers is that they have to kind of negotiate an arrangement on an employee by employee basis because what Mm. works for one person might not work for another. It's a lot of work. It's, It's a lot to ask, especially if you were like a CEO of a small business and you're like, I, I have these objectives I need to get these things done, but I've got, you know, Mary out on Tuesdays and Thursdays and, you know, like the logistics is so hard, but so is hiring new people. And the momentum that you lose as a business when you lose key team members. Unless it goes more towards output than hours. But then Mm. it's hard to, I guess, it's it's harder with pay maybe to figure that out. Because someone could do something in five minutes and someone could take a week to do it, depending on, you know, I guess that's up to them. For me, I always charge... If I'm doing something for a client, I charge for a project. So it's if it's my fault if it takes me five days to do it, it's and it's it's my talent if it takes me ten minutes to do it. Yeah, you're paying for it either yeah. way. You get what you know is still in the contract. Yeah, and it's up to you to figure it out. And look, as we said, like these are huge. These are huge issues. All we're doing is presenting back how women actually feel. Yeah, and how that's going to impact their performance because if they're like I resent and hate this or I'm considering resigning you know even if they do cling on for the first few years you know which many do many many go back to the the old world when they've had their first but when they're into second and third and the childcare bills start multiplying that's where it's no longer makes sense but then typically what happens there is the woman will pull back because she doesn't have another choice and the man will progress forward and then they will rise up the ranks and then they will earn more money because they've been there yeah. longer and then that will just perpetuate the pay gap and we're actually like allowing it to happen to some extent sometimes bringing me to this assuming the family is a mother and a father and i only wanted to bring this in because to bring in the gender pay gap thing Who is most likely to stay at home in this scenario? 97% said the mother. So she stays home. You're right. Like, you're right. One career trajectory goes one way. One career trajectory goes another. And somehow there's this like, and we're supposed to still get to the end point together. Yeah. Like, and, and, and also... But I also, back to my rainbow of layers, if you are the person that stays on, you do gain more experience. You do gain more reason to have your salary increased as you go. You have put in more You've put in time. more time. You've, put, you've learned more. So like, yes, your, your career trajectory has every right to go and to keep going. Yeah. But what about those women who find themselves, you know, they've gone through those pain point years 
I say pain point. I mean, they're delicious. <laughs> they are delicious. Like, but there comes a point, perhaps, for some kids start school and they're like, oh, OK, I, uh, maybe I could like, maybe I could kind of tap back in to what I used to do. But you tap back in where you left off and you're... You don't even tap back in where you were. Like you're yeah. way back down. And then you're trying to catch up again. And that is why there's such disparity there. Unless you're in kind of a public service agreement whereby you can take a career break, for instance. Yeah. And your skills, you know, the value of your skills somehow doesn't diminish. But in many other sectors, if you're gone, you're gone. Yeah. And the world moves on. You know what I mean? So it's... There's no easy answer. There's no easy answer. But what we're saying is that people agree, look, in that scenario, it's still mom land. And and it would be the same in my family, you know. So after my second, I recognised that I couldn't go back to into a full time employed role. Um, it was also kind of very influenced by the pandemic and the fact that I was physically attached like a koala to my little humans. And the idea of not seeing them for 40 hours a week was just not possible. Um, also paying full time childcare for them was not possible. Especially when you get into a scenario where you're you're taking in money to hand straight over to childcare yeah. and then you're like, well, why am I bothering being this stressed out in work just to hand this over? But then, of course, there's plenty of people who do that full well knowing I just need to go and turn on that part of my brain. I need that time away. And mm. that is perfectly fine and admirable, too. Exactly. Over a year ago, I handed in my notice. It was um, terrifying. But the bravest thing I ever did and possibly sent me on a whole new path that has so far taught me enormous amounts has sustained what it is that I needed to bring in for my family unit. And I have spent probably too much time still with my children. But it's it, I just had to do it a different way. And it's just going to take time, I think, for that to settle and for you know, you're on the path to being able to potentially take in more money in less time, like work less but better and still have that quality time then with your with your kids, which I think is probably what most people are striving for because you had kids for a reason. I had kids for a reason. I, I desperately love being with them. I, I want to be with them, but I also want to feel like me. And I also want to keep our roof above our head. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I feel like I certainly am really enjoying the kind of part-time vibe that I have where I I'm in work mode in the mornings and then I'm with him every afternoon um to be quite honest like there's been days and weeks where I've you know there's been no childcare or or whatever and I've been in full-time man mode and and it, for me like I just find at the end of the day I'm I'm just like a bit of a rat bag like I need to step away a little bit I'm not as good a mother I feel very isolated and lonely if if that's if I'm just with Caelan all the time, as much as I love him. And I feel bad saying that, but I, I know, I kind of thought, I guess you don't really know until you become a parent which way you're going to go. Like some people are like, I just have no interest in work. I was like, I'm definitely in the middle. I definitely still feel that need to work this other part of my brain. I want to step away. I want to have adult conversations. I want to recharge my batteries in in a, in a obviously work isn't a, isn't a break. It's still, it's a different kind of muscle you're flexing. And I, but I still wanted to come back and be with him. Um, and I didn't I couldn't know that until I was in the position. And 79% agree with you because, yes, they are more than just a mother. There are many, many stats, many, many polls. I'm going to save them all to the Stretch Marks page on Instagram. Um, I think it was the first of many conversations that need to be had. Um, I thank the Ion Institute for opening it up. <laughs> 
for whatever it was their intention was, uh, you know. It feels like there's we're we're not coming away from this episode with like here's the answer, but I but think we shouldn't we shouldn't come away from any episode no, proposing the answer. But I think what we could do with this with this is like the one area maybe that we might have some power or agency in what we've talked about here is to at the very least give yourself a break for finding it a juggle and finding it a stretch and like for me anyway not feeling like bad if I'm working less in order to accommodate being with my child um, or not feeling bad because someone else who has to work or wants to work longer that top layer of like guilt and shame that we put on ourselves is just an anxiety that we don't need in a world that's already very difficult to navigate sometimes as a parent um, that self-judgment I know we're going to talk about judgment from other people but sometimes it's, it's how we speak to ourselves about these things and the hard time we give ourselves that is so unnecessary um, and makes it so much harder I mean I think that's where we have power I think we were sold a lie when we were told you can have it all because God you, damn you Sheryl Sandberg you can have it all needed to come with a subplot which was yes but you also have to do it all and if you do it all, you'll break. You'll burn out and then you'll be on my other podcast. So <laughs> if you can, sit down with a pen and paper and ask yourself what it is that you actually need. And then what is it that you would like to work towards? What do you need financially, for yourself, for your children? Bottom line stuff. For the, you know, for the unit. What, it, what do you need? And what needs to change to bring you from where you are closer to that? Yeah. And that means stepping away from the traditional ideas and markers of success where it's all status and like, oh, the more money I make, the better. Because that's maybe not actually in line with your values if you check in with your values. Check in with your values. Check in with your values. But also your bank account. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with more. In the meantime, we would love if you got involved with us over on Instagram. You'll find us at Stretch Marks Podcast and we really value your input on our questions and polls and it's just great to connect with you guys. So thank you so much and chat to you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.